Yes. We are back. We are back. And in a new one. We are. We're we're heading right into Joshua. Yes. Um how are you? I'm good, hot. 109. Where are we living? <laughs> that's not that's not right. No. Bountiful harvest of fruits are grown here and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Does that grape need it this hot, Robin? I think if you were able to speak to the grape and the raisin, they'd say, no, friend, it's too hot for us. Yeah, that's why that they shrivel. Yeah. You know, and when they pull those grapes off onto those little trays, yeah. they put it in the shade, Robin, <laughs> underneath the grape leaf. Not into more heat? No. Tell me if you if you remember this. Okay, because I would come and visit my grandparents Okay, during the summertime here. And I remember specifically, we would leave Gotchalks. Gotchalks was a, a department store here in the valley. And uh, we would leave, we'd open the doors, and it's that oh. heat, that, that, I don't even know what to call it. It's just that wave of heat that yeah. hits you as you open those doors. Yeah. It's a it's a blanket. It's a, it's a blast of heat that comes yeah. at you. It's like you're walking to a pizza oven. Yeah, that's it. It's a walk-in pizza oven. That should be the new slogan for Fresno during yeah. the summertime. Come to the walk-in pizza oven. Fresno, California. Yeah. It's so hot. I'm sweating thinking about it. My nose is getting Are you perspired. Warm? I can try to no. make it cooler in No, here. no, okay. it's not that. It's the thought of it. Okay, because we're literally sitting in... I mean, it's not dark because it's daytime, but it... We're trying to do our part here in the house and not have rolling blackouts. So yeah. I'm like, lights are off and then. I don't know why we live here, Robin. I. Because this is where the roots are, I guess. I guess. If I get to heaven, when I get to heaven. Yeah. One of the things I'm going to ask God, why? Why is it so hot? Yeah, I'm going to ask too. Why? Why? Why do we have to have it so hot here? It's so hot. And then Arizona. And Vegas. And Florida. Why? Florida, it's damp, Ooh. like humid. Oh. I would also ask him about our turtle, but that's a different that's a different question. Yeah, that's our different yeah. So I guess. At least we have air. Now I grew up with a swamp cooler. Did that help in, in No the Robin? <laughs> what you do as a teenager is you <laughs> gripe and you say surely my parents could put a stupid air conditioner in yeah then you just set right where it's hitting and you don't move yeah oh it didn't help you're like and then they turn it off at night you're saying why are these people turning this off at night because i heard after a certain temperature it just doesn't do anything no it doesn't do nothing okay (laughs) it should be banned oh I swear we could get a panel on here and talk about that. Okay. Right. Ask Julie. She'll right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's I don't understand it, Lord. What what are we, anyway. I we'll know. make it. We'll make it. I know, I know. Yeah. Anything else going on for you this week? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. I uh I took my eyes off the Lord this week. Oh yeah. I oh, did. Yeah. I did, but he brought me back. He brought you right back. I just Stuff going on in the world, family stuff, and I mean, it happens. It sure does. It's like, I just, I was just 
upset about stuff and mad about stuff and concerned about stuff. And it's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Where where are you focusing right now? Yeah. It's all good. You got to get right back to him. You do. And we all do it. Yeah. We're not perfect. No. No. And it just makes us realize how we have to lean on him. Yeah. We can't do it alone. Yeah. That's right. And you know, nothing can take you out of the grip of his hands mm-hmm. and of his arms. Yeah. You are going to heaven. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're okay. not, not going. You. It just seems safe. a little, you know. Like prideful. Well, yeah, a little prideful, a little yeah. conceited to say, I'm headed up there. Yeah. He may say, well, hold on. Wait a yeah. minute. Wait a minute. You're going. <laughs> I Yeah. We'll, we'll skip up there. <laughs> Me and you. We'll just skip together like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Here we come. They're going to say, you better open those gates a little bigger. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyhow. We're going to be skipping up there. You never know. Uh, you don't know. I have a question for you. I, yeah. And this is a serious thing. I'm not being sassy okay. about this. And I didn't, I didn't tell you about it before. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. All right. Remember in the 80s and probably up into the early 90s, there you could you would see religious protesters. Like, they would protest things, right? Yeah. Why don't we see them anymore? I don't know. You do see them once in a while, though. Like, do you? Well, I'm thinking about that one that would protest. He was an older man, and he kept predicting... June 10th, 2017 is going to be the last day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really protesting. That's more of he's prophesizing. I don't know. You know, it's be yeah. like, we, you know, we don't approve of this movie or whatever. Yeah. You know. I I'm, don't know. I'm not saying I agreed with everything. You know, I mean, yeah. but they have their right to do it. But you just don't see that you anymore. Don't. No. Now, here where we live, we do see people on the corner sometimes with a Bible. Have you seen that, like on Shaw and Cedar? I don't think I have. Okay, there's a young couple that do that. Okay, but they're not. They're just trying to spread the word. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just a shift in the way with social media and stuff. That's how they do it. I don't know. I don't know. I think in a way, maybe they need to come back a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. A little just, bit. just to say, hey, some of this stuff that's going on, uh, no. Yeah. Do you think it's fear of um, violence? I think fear has, fear plays into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's easier to hide behind a phone or... Yeah. And also, I mean, you have, you have groups that have made themselves very visible these last couple years. And maybe there is a fear. I mean, technically there shouldn't be. Right. If you're a believer, you should believe this is my, this is my belief and God will, you know, God will protect mm-hmm. us through this because we're going to protest this. But, I mean, we're human, so maybe there is that fear. Listen, something real bad could happen here. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I just remember seeing it a lot, whether it was something in the media, like a, a movie, music, book, whatever. Yeah. or Oh, yeah. Whatever, you know. Like the rock and roll when I was young, they'd say, it's Satan music. Right. Play it backwards. You play it backwards, it's satanic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I know. I wonder. Who knows? I don't have the answer. 
All right. I just thought I'd yeah, bring that up. Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. Did you want to start us off? Sure. All right. All right. Okay. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word today. I ask that you would increase my wisdom and understanding as I read. Speak to me through your word, Lord. I pray that your word would create in me a clean mind and a renewed heart. Hide your words in the folds of my heart for times of need by myself or others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. We are starting Joshua. I can't believe it. I know. So just Exciting. to... It is. Uh, just to recap our last session. Um, we finished up the first five books of the Bible, concluding with, uh, in Deuteronomy, the death of Moses and Joshua about to lead the Israelites over the Jordan River and into the Promised Land. Yes. And that was a little sad. It was. Ending that. Yep. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Because that no. basically... That's, that's kind it. Of, yeah. yeah, no, nothing. So let's talk about the book of Joshua for a little bit. It is the sixth book in the Bible. It covers 1406 to 1050 BC. Uh, the author, now see, I saw two conflicting things, yeah. but it said in our Bible, it said in the Bible that it was unknown. Some parts may have been written by Joshua or Phineas, who was the high priest. Okay. But then there was another source that said Joshua. Okay. But the, I'm going to go with what's in the Bible. Yeah. And then the purpose is to give the history of Israel's conquest of the promised land. One other little thing, um, Joshua was a brilliant military leader and a strong spiritual influence, but the key to his success was his submission to God. When God spoke, Joshua listened and obeyed. Joshua's obedience served as a model. As a result, Israel remained faithful to God throughout Joshua's lifetime. Um, this book is about obedience, whether conquering enemies or settling the land. God's people were required to do it God's way. So it gives us a little background on that. Yeah. All right, so let's go into chapter one because we're talking about chapters one through five. Yes. Um, the Lord told Joshua Moses was dead and it was now his time to lead the Israelites over the Jordan River and into the promised land. And if you wouldn't mind reading um, Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 5, and then the corresponding note, please. Sure. It says, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. The note, Joshua's new job consisted of leading more than 2 million people into a strange new land and co conquering it. What a challenge even for a man of Joshua's caliber. Every new job is a challenge. Without God, it can be frightening. With God, it can be a great adventure. Just as God was with Joshua, he is with us as we face our new challenges. We may not conquer, our, conquer nations, but every day we face tough situations, difficult people, and temptations. But God promises that he will never abandon us or fail to help us. By asking God to direct us, we can conquer many of life's challenges. Mm. That's for sure. And yes. then, um, did you have another note for that first part of chapter 1? Um, I have. Because Joshua had assisted Moses for many years, 
he was well prepared to take over the leadership of the nation. Changes in leadership are common in many organizations. At such times, a smooth transition is essential for the successful establishment of the new administration. This doesn't happen unless new leaders are trained. If you are currently in a leadership position, begin preparing someone, prepare someone to take your place. Then, when you leave you, or are promoted, operations can continue to run efficiently. If you want to be a leader, learn from others so that you will be prepared when the opportunity comes. Um, Joshua then spoke to the tribes that remained separate than the rest. So it was what, the two and a half tribe? And instructed them, instructed them it was time to gather their warriors and help their fellow tribes conquer the promised land. Those tribes were in support of Joshua just as they had been with Moses. So their hearts were still in the right place. They were going to live up to what they said. Um, did you have notes for that or for the rest of chapter one? I have. When God commissioned Joshua, he was told three di- times to be strong and courageous. Here, Joshua was given the same kind of encouragement from the people. Apparently, he took God's message to heart and found strength and courage he needed in his relationship with God. The next time you are afraid to do what you know is right, remember that the strength and courage are readily available from God. Mm. You think maybe he was a little, not nervous, but like, okay, I'm in charge now of all these people, of all the Israelites. Can you imagine? No. Not just a sidekick anymore. You're it. Yeah. Yeah. But God just kept reassuring him. Yeah. It's okay. There's one more note here, if I could read it. Please do. It says, if we are going to complete the task God has given us, we must fully agree to his plan. Pledge ourselves to obey it and put his principles into action. Agreeing to God's plan means both knowing what the plan is, as found in the Bible, and carrying it out daily. We often tell our children, um, if you live your life as what God wants you to do, like if they, like some of ours are, you know, college, went to college or going, going to go to college. If you just pray, God, what, what do you want for my life? As long as it's a God centered decision, Mm -hmm. then, then it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And that may be being a garbage man. There's nothing wrong with a garbage man. Right. I'm not saying a garbage man is a bad job. It's a great job. Mm-hmm. I see nothing wrong with that. As um, Some of us are meant to be the garbage man, the cook, like, you know, me. Some are meant to be a doctor, like we talked about. We all play, we're all pieces in the puzzle. Yeah. So it's... it's that's exactly right. We're all a part of the wall or the, whatever it is, a piece of the puzzle. So whatever that is, we can still do God's work, you know? Exactly. So I don't know. I just, just like it says, if we're, we have to make sure agreeing to God's plan, just whatever the plan is, you know? And sometimes it might take you by surprise. It might, you know, might take your life in a way you never thought it would go. Yeah. How many people do we know that went to college to be one thing and then they're not? Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So. Anything else for chapter one? No, I don't have anything. Okay, so let's move on to chapter two 
Uh, Joshua sent two Israelites over the Jordan River. They, there they encountered the prostitute Rahab, who feared the Lord and protected those spies. And in return, Rahab and her family would be protected when the Israelites were returned to attack. Yes. Now, it, there is an insert the, in our Bible. There's, it's cool. They will in like biographies a little bit. Yes. So this is from her insert. As a prostitute, she lived on the edge of society, one stop short of rejection. Her house, built right into the city wall, provided both lodging and favors to travelers. It was a natural place for the Israelite spies to stay, as they would be mistaken for Rahab's customers. God works through people, like Rahab, whom we are inclined to reject. God remembered her because of her faith, not her profession. If at times you feel like a failure, remember that Rahab rose above her situation through her trust in God. You can do the same. Yes. Love that. I do too. So the Lord didn't look at her and go, well, you're a prostitute. So. Yeah. Nope. No. Because of the death of Jesus on the cross and him shedding his blood, when God sees us, he sees perfection. Mm. He doesn't see sin on us. That's hard to see and realize, but that's how he sees you. Mm. And I, I know that's hard to, you know. So, sometimes that's hard to comprehend. Like, yeah. what? How? Yeah. Because every sin that we did and are going to do has already been paid for mm. by the blood of Christ. But I know that's hard. But yeah, I know Rahab. Okay. Um, did you have notes for chapter 2 for the first part of chapter 2 yes I said uh, it, I have um, why did this? Why did Joshua send the spies secretly as far as he knows he would be attacking a heavily fortified city using conventional warfare tactics he needed strategic information about the city for the upcoming battle but he also knew that this might draw criticism from the other leaders after all the last time spies were sent out, the report they brought back caused disastrous problems. While he did not want to move ahead without information, he also did not want to cause the people to stumble and question his wisdom and ability that led to lead the nation. Mm. So he's trying to do it in secret. And then another one was, God directed the spies to Rahab's house because he knew her heart was open to him and that she would be instrumental in the Israelite victory over Jericho. God often uses people with simple faith to accomplish his great purposes. No matter what kind of past they have or how insignificant they seem to be, Rahab didn't allow her past to keep her from the new role God had for her. She was open to it. Yeah. And he still does that. Yes, he does. People you that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, think of your bum. Your my your, hobo with the guitar. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we're not to judge any. Mm -mm. It's not our place. No. Mm -hmm. It's not. No, it isn't. Um did you have any more notes for chapter 2? I have another. Um we may feel that there is no perfect solution for our problems. Fortunately, God does not demand that our judgment be perfect in all situations. He simply asks us to put our trust in him and to do the best we know how. Rahab did that and was commended for her faith. 
did you have anything else? Uh, let's see. I, there were a lot of notes for Jeff. Yes, too. I do have another. Okay. Um, the people of Jericho were afraid because they had heard the news of God's extraordinary power in defeating armies across the Jordan River. Today we can worship the same powerful, miracle-working God. He is powerful enough to destroy mighty, wicked armies as he did in Jericho. He, also, he is also powerful enough to save us from certain death as he did with Rahab. Mm. What we've learned so far is that Canaan was full of non-God-fearing people. But I wonder how many were God-fearing in there. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not a lot. Right. Okay. But maybe some. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The only other note I had for chapter 2 is in Joshua's day, it was common to build houses on city walls. Many cities had two walls about 12 to 15 feet apart. Houses were built on wooden logs laid across the tops of the two walls. Rahab may have lived in such a house with a window that looked out over the outside wall. So just kind of give a visual as to what that was about. Because she's like, wait, she lived in the wall. What? Yeah. Okay, anything else? That's all I have for you. So on to chapter 3. The Israelites were now ready to cross the Jordan River while the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant. And then I'm going to read a couple of the verses, Joshua 3.8 and then Joshua 3.13. In um, verse 8, it says, Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Um, In verse 13, it says, The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. That's amazing. I know. Just like when he when he parted the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure enough, the priests they they held the the ark of the covenant in the middle of the river, and all the Israelites crossed on dry ground, and the water was held back. Um, what notes did you have for chapter three? The command on ver, regarding verses um, two through four. The inside the ark were the tablets of the ten commandments Moses had received from God. A jar of manna, the bread God miraculously sent from heaven during the wilderness wanderings, and Aaron's staff, the symbol of the high priest's authority. According to God's law, only the Levites could carry the ark. The ark was constructed at the same time as the tabernacle and placed in the sanctuary's most sacred room. I remember all that. That must have been such an amazing sight, seeing, you know, all the priests carrying the ark. Yeah. And then all the Israelites behind. Oh. Before entering the promised land, the Israelites were to perform a purification ceremony. This was often done before making a sacrifice or, as in the case, before witnessing a great act of God. God's law stated that a person could become unclean for many reasons, eating certain foods, dealing with diseases, touching a dead person. God used these various outward signs of uncleanliness to illustrate a person's inward uncleanliness, uncleanness. That comes as a result of sin. The purification ceremony pictured the importance of approaching God with a pure heart. Like the Israelites, we need God's forgiveness before we approach Him. Mm. I have 
one more. Sure. There's so many notes. Yeah, there's a lot in this in this chapter. Um, we live in a fast-paced age where everyone rushes to keep up. It's easy to get caught up in our tasks, becoming too busy for what God says is most important, listening to his words. Before making your schedule, take time to focus on what God wants from all your activities. Knowing what God has said before you rush into your day can help you avoid foolish mistakes. I do this now, and I did it when I had all my kids were little, because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have time, and I did have time, mm-hmm. but I didn't think I did. But just before I get off the bed, and I I learned it from, well, I, I did it when Reagan was little. That's when I, but from Gigi. Yeah. Just saying, Lord, let Tell me who I can bless today. But when I was younger, younger, I would always try to say, God, just let my day, let me fill my day with what you want me to do. You know, of course, I should have been in the Bible, but sometimes just that, if you could just say that, you know. Yes. Because it gets your head right. Yeah. For the day. It's just that little thing. Or just say Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's important. It is. Um, Did you have anything else for chapter 3? Often God provides no solution to our problems until we trust him and move ahead with what we know we should do. What are the rivers or obstacles in your life? In obedience to God, take that first step. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's all I have. I think I just had one more. God had parted the waters of the Red Sea to let the people out of Egypt, and where he parted the Jordan River to let them enter Canaan. These miracles showed Israel that God keeps his promises. God's presence among his people and his faithfulness to them made the entire journey from Egypt to the Promised Land possible. He was with them at the end of their wanderings, just as he had been with them in the beginning. He never left them. Never. And he he was just with them the entire way. I don't know, I just, you know, he guided them, provided things for, you know, food, yes. water, whatever they needed. Their their feet didn't get, you know, gross or anything. No, their needs were met. They were. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, that's exactly it. Yeah, their needs were met. Okay, so let's move on to chapter four. The Lord told Joshua to gather 12 stones, representing the 12 tribes of Israel, memorializing how the Lord stopped the Jordan River to allow the Israelites to pass into the Promised Land. Did you have a note for the beginning of uh, of chapter 4? Yes. Okay. After the people safely crossed the river, what would be next? Conquering the land? Not yet. First, God directed them to build a memorial from 12 stones drawn from the river by 12 men, one from each tribe. This may seem like an insignificant step in their mission of conquering the land, but God did not want his people to plunge into their task unprepared. They were to focus on him and remember who was guiding them. As you are busy doing your God-given tasks, set aside quiet moments to build your own memorial to God's power. Too much activity may shift your focus away from God. That is so the truth. Too much busyness. And you can have too much busyness in the Bible, too. That's true. You really can. You, 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 that's not good either. Mm-hmm. You know. You have to find that balance. Yeah. You really do. You, 
you don't want that either. That's just as bad. Yeah. So you want to stay away from the extremes. Yes. Strike perfect. strike that balance for yourself. Yeah. Are we ready to go on to are we on chapter four? Yes. Oh, we're on chapter four. Where do we Oh, okay. Jo- oh, okay. So Amy, would you mind reading Joshua chapter four, verse fourteen and then the note? Sure. That day the Lord made Joshua a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. And for the rest of his life, they revered him as much as they had revered Moses. The note. The Israelites revered Joshua for his role in leading them across the Jordan River. He, like Moses, would receive Israel's praises generation after generation. Although Israel was not a world power at the time, Joshua's reputation for handling his responsibilities God's way brought him greater glory than if he had been a hero in a superpower nation. Doing right is more important than doing well. Boy, that's for sure. That is so true. That should be written on something. Mm-hmm. Tell those kids. Listen, doing right is better than doing well. Hey, and a lot of adults, too. No kidding. Everybody needs to remember that. Yes. Now, did you have anything else for Chapter 4? Let me see. I have one more. Sure. The memorial of 12 stones was to be a constant reminder of the day the Israelites crossed the Jordan River on dry ground. The children would see the stones, hear the story, and learn about God. Do you have traditions, special dates, or special places to help your children learn about God's work in your life? Do you take time to tell them what God has done for you, forgiving and saving you, answering your prayers, supplying your needs? Retelling your story will help keep your memories of God's faithfulness alive in your family. That's for sure. That is. And it's also nice if you have... um like um, older family members, yeah, you know, to pass down to tell stories them. and stuff. Yes, very important. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Amy. Chapter five. Now the surrounding kings received word of the Lord's miracle on the Jordan River and became very fearful. One of the notes that I had said the Amorites and Canaanites were the two major groups living in Canaan at the time of Israel's invasion. The Canaanites worshipped a variety of gods, but Baal was the most prominent Canaanite, was the most prominent, excuse me. Canaanite culture was materialistic and their religion was sensual. The Israelites continually turned to Baal after entering Canaan. The Amorite gods also infected Israel's worship and turned people away from worshipping the true God. Worshipping these false gods eventually brought about Israel's downfall. Well, spoiler alert, yeah. but that's, yes, that is what happened. Yes. Did you have any more notes for uh, that first part of chapter 5? Um, the Israelites spent 39 years in the wilderness unnecessarily because they were terrified of the Canaanites. They underestimated God's ability. The Israelites' first attempt to enter the promised land had failed. Here Israel saw Israel saw that the Canaanites were terrified of their army. The Canaanites had heard about Israel's great victories through God, and they hoped that the Jordan River would slow Israel down or discourage them from entering Canaan. But news that the Israelites had crossed the Jordan River on dry land caused any courage the Canaanites still had to melt away. 
Don't underestimate God. If we are faithful to God, he will cause even great opposition to disappear. God can change the attitudes of those who oppose him. Hmm. It's possible. Yes, it is. You may think, oh my gosh, this will never happen, but it can. Yes, it can. And then this generation of, of the males, of the male Israelites, had not been circumcised. And the Lord told Joshua to circumcise all of the males. Uh, their journey would continue once they healed. <laughs> Did you have notes for that part? Yes. Okay. The rite of circumcision marked Israel's position as God's covenant people. When God made the original covenant with Abraham, he required that each male be circumcised as a sign of cutting off the old life and beginning a new life with God. Other cultures at the time used circumcision as a sign of entry into adulthood, but only Israel used it as a sign of following God. That's a lot of circumcision. Oh. That's a lot of procedures. My yeah. And that's a lot of healing. Like, if you were going to attack the Israelites, that would have been the time. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Because there was two million people, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is, that's a mess. The poor women during that time. Yeah, they were doing the work. Yeah. We already know it. And and just, all right, come on, honey. Yeah, you, let's go. You're going to be okay. They couldn't freeze anything. No, they couldn't. Was there any numbing agent? I doubt that. Maybe oh. a plant. Oh, my. Who knows? Well, they were ready to work for the Lord. That's true. That's true. So, you know, the Lord got them through it, I guess. Oh, boy. Wow. You think the women just became impatient after a while? I would have. <laughs> I'd have zero tolerance. I speak to the Lord a lot, but if I had kids plus that man, oh. I'd be done. I'd have zero patience. Wouldn't you? Yeah, after a bit, I'd be like, honey, listen. Come on. Yeah. I need help. Get up. Yeah, and they're not going to help. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, we'd be we'd be sassy, all right. I gotta get the mana. <laughs> yeah, because they were still getting mana. I think they I think were right up to there. Yeah. All right, honey, I'll get some mana. Don't yeah. worry. I've been getting it for the last how many years? <laughs> Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine years. Why would I stop now? Yeah. All right. I will. You know, we can't get any extra. Yeah. Thank you for telling me where to find it. Yeah. Because I would not have done that on my own. No. After all these years. <laughs> oh. I wish I knew. I wish I really knew what was done back then. Did you have more notes? Um, I just had for 510. Mm-hmm. The joyous Passover was the first to be celebrated in the promised land and only the third celebrated by Israel since the exodus from Egypt. The last time was at the foot of Mount Sinai 39 years earlier. This celebration reminded Israel of God's mighty miracles that brought them out of Egypt. There they had to eat in fear and haste. Here they ate in celebration of God's blessings and promises. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It is. Yes. One other, I don't, did you ha- have this one? I love this one. So this is regarding Joshua 5, 11 through 12. Okay. 
Prayer is not an alternative to preparation, and faith is not a substitute for hard work. God can and does provide miraculously for his people as needed, but he also expects them to use their God-given talents and resources to provide for themselves. If your prayers have gone unanswered, perhaps what you need is within your reach. Pray instead for the wisdom to see it and the energy and motivation to do it. Wow. I love that. That's for sure. So you just may not be preparing. Right. You may have it and you're just being kind of a little lazy. Yeah. I think that absolutely God does that. He provides us with the tools. He's not going to do it for us. Yeah. Or someone says, I want a job. I've been sitting here in my house. Yes. It's not going to magically come up and bite you on the arm and say, here I am. Yeah. You have to put in the preparation and be ready. So when God does send it to you, you're, you're ready you're, to go. You're good to go. That's, that's a good old thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. We're going to be reading a couple verses here. Joshua 5, 13 through 15. Okay. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. You know what? I love things like this. Just imagining that, you know, that presence is in front of you. I know. I know it. Wonderful. Yes. Um, Would you mind reading the note that's kind of attached to that one? This was an angel of superior rank, the commander of the Lord's army. Some say he was an appearance of God in human form. As a sign of respect, Joshua took off his sandals. Although Joshua was Israel's leader, he was still subordinate to God, the absolute leader. Awe and respect are the responses due to our holy God. How can we show respect for him? By our attitudes and actions, we should recognize God's power, authority, and deep love, and our actions must model our absolute reverence for God. Respect for God is just as important today as it was in Joshua's day, even though removing shoes is no longer our cultural way of showing it. That is so true. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear somebody using the Lord's name in vain, you're like, oh. Mm. Um, I wanted to go back because I'm just, I'm in love. I'm literally in love with um, that last note. Yes. It applies to so much. Oh. Whether you are at a job and, you know, maybe you're frustrated that you're not getting a promotion or you're looking for a job, or it, it really can apply to anything. Yes. Put in the preparation for what you want to do, for what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Because if it is in God's will, he'll present it to you. Yeah. Because it is most likely that you're just not prepared yet to make that next leap. Yeah. And and if you're putting in the preparation for, for what you want, and God still says no, well, you're close to something similar to what you want. Yes. And maybe it's just going to be a little different or there's going to be for something else. Yes. But you've prepared. 
and you're already ahead of the game for for whatever. Yes. I just, I don't know. I truly believe that too. That is just so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could put that to anything in your life. Anything. Yeah. Getting up in the morning. <laughs> yes. And I mean, really. And a lot of, I'm, I am not making fun one bit. I know I joke a lot. This is not a joke. For people who suffer from depression. Yeah. You know, people who have a hard time just getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You know, just making those first steps. Absolutely. Like maybe today you can just set up. Mm-hmm. Today I'm going to prepare myself to set up. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to prepare myself to set up and stay setting up for one minute. Yeah. Because I mean, it's all, as small as it is in someone else's mind, it's preparing. It's the preparation. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I have depression. I've, I know what it is. And like, you could write yourself a, write tonight and say, tomorrow I'm going to try to set up. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And write about it tonight. You know what I mean? Just yeah. whatever. But yes. I don't know. I may have to write that out and have it on a sticky note at my house. Yeah. It's just a good one. You could apply it to your kids. Yeah. How many times have we said, you know, or at least I've said, you oh, know, me too. for whatever. I'm like, well, did you do this and this? No. Well, what do you oh. think is going to magically happen? Yeah. Come on. I want pasta. Uh, okay. Did you cook it? No, I just put it in there. I put it in a, a bowl with some cheese oh is it crunchy did you boil it no okay well there's no preparation there peeps no preparation mom what's wrong (laughs) it's not looking right mom mom you know i can so see that happening too want some popcorn the kernels aren't doing nothing oh well let's see I have zero patience for that quick. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um, so that's chapters one through five. Wow. One through five. Did you want to add anything else? No. Anything you want to talk about? I just, again, want to reiterate that because Christ died for your sins and you are in God's family... When he looks at you, he sees you as a perfect being because Christ's blood was shed for you. So if you get down sometimes, just think there's how much love he has for you. And though we don't deserve it and can do nothing to nothing, the love, that should put a smile on our faces once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we're always here for prayer. Absolutely. Always little cats. Always. <laughs> so, little you know. cats. No, yeah. you're right. We are. And, oh. And here is some information. Oh, well, there it is. Because it is 109 today, all the animals are in. Yeah. Okay, so information. Our email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy, and the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com, and all the information can be found on there. Song! It's know, your turn for song I know, and I've got to think of, I've got to find out who it's by. Just, we're going to do Less Like Me 
by Zach Williams. Okay, so Less Like Me by Zach Williams. Z-A-C-H? Yep. Okay, and I will add that to uh, the notes for this episode and then also to the Facebook page. Wonderful. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Now, next time, we are going to be covering Joshua chapters 6 through 12. I can't believe it. It's going swooping around. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I can't wait to to see what happens. I know, and praise everybody. Stay cool. Yes, stay cool, and I know a lot of, uh, a lot of the country is opening back up. Yes. So that's even here in California, which I can't, uh, praise God. We can hardly believe it. Yeah. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. God bless. Bye.